how much risk are you willing to take? When people are launching a business, they get to choose their risk. They just don't realize it. Borrowing money, signing a five-year lease, buying lots of equipment is a huge risk. Let's look at creative ways you can minimize the risk, start where you are, start small, and get to profit quickly. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So welcome back to the show, Mr. Keith Hunt of Red Headed... Red... I can never say this correctly, (laughs) Keith. There's too many words for me. And uh, we're actually recording this quite late at night, aren't we? Because it's 9.52 in Mexico, which is 7 p.m. your time. You've been out training today. Yep, that's correct. Yep. One of the perks of joining the army, you know, I signed signed my life away. So, uh, yep, some training right now. But (laughs) all things come to an end. So Definitely. So since we spoke last time, Keith, you had a huge number of ideas. And you also set yourself up with an appointment to go and see someone about a food truck. Just run me through the story. How did this start? Where did you find this food truck? What happened? I have so many questions. (laughs) How did you find this guy? Yeah, so I think I had mentioned to you last time that I was basically reaching out to people who are selling food trucks or food trailers on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And my thought was, you know, if it's been sitting on the market for a little while, not getting any money, maybe they'd be willing to rent it out to me for some pop-up events or on a month-to-month or some type of flexible lease. So yeah, that's what I did. I contacted at least three or four. Some ghosted me. Some responded saying, no, not interested. Uh, But there was uh, two guys that actually both said they would consider it. And uh, yeah, so I went and talked to them. And uh, I don't know if you want me to cut right to the chase, but we came to an agreement. I'll just say that. (laughs) I love that. Um, So like he had it on for sale. I'm very interested. How did you go from you have it on sale to can I rent it for a month? Like, did you, was that your starting negotiation? How did you make that transition? So yeah, my original message just said, Hey, I'm, I'm new to this area. I had a restaurant back in Ohio. I'm trying to get off the ground and test my concept here. Wondering if we can, you know, find something that could benefit, you know, both of us. Would you be willing to rent out your trailer on a, short-term basis or for, you know, pop-up weekend here or there. So when I went to meet with him, basically I already proposed that to him. And before we even had a chance to chat, he was thinking even bigger. And he said, Hey, you know, I've seen your uh, (laughs) Facebook page that you sent me. It looks really good. looks like you know what you're doing. And he said, uh, don't tell my wife this, you know, she just wants to sell it, but I'm going to give you this option. (laughs) If you're interested, you know, I would actually consider doing like a owner financing or like a technically you know lease with option to buy on the trailer and i said well that that sounds great but um you know really i still want an opportunity to test it out short term before i really lock myself into something so that's when i said you know maybe a couple weeks a month or something and he said well how about this Uh, i rent it to you for a month you give me the deposit that i would normally get for like a full-term lease 
and then no monthly payment, just the deposit. And then after the month, if you decide you don't like it, you can pull out, you'll forfeit the deposit, but that's it. And then at that point, if you decide you want to go for it, then we can go ahead and continue with the 12-month lease and you can just start paying me you know, the monthly payments. So you have the opportunity to test your idea and the risk is the deposit. Like, give us an idea. Like, how much is the deposit, Keith? How much are you in for? Exactly. Yep. So, drum roll, please. It's $5,000, which is actually pretty. <laughs> it turns out that's pretty standard because I had gotten, like I said, I'd spoken with a couple other people about renting, and that actually was right in the ballpark with the others. So, yes, that's you know, more than, uh, you know, maybe a few hundred bucks. So you can get do some pop-up events in certain cases, but, um, yeah, 5,000, a little more risk, but the upside was I had the option to test it out for one, two, I had the option after that to continue on with a lease. And then three, the part that I kind of hinted at before, he actually said at the end of the 12 month lease, if we get that far, that he'll credit back all of that money that I'd paid him for the previous year, including the deposit towards the purchase of the trailer. And so basically at that point, you know, it'd be a no brainer to uh, just go ahead and buy him out. So yeah, I like the fact that I've got basically two exit strategies, you know, one at the beginning after the first month, another one at the end of the first year, if that doesn't work out. I love that. So we've got safety points. And I think that is really critical with this because I've met so many entrepreneurs, Keith, that when they're, they're like, I need a building, I need a shop, I'm going to sign the five-year lease immediately. And they go all in without really knowing what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. I'm a big fan of the exit points. So just, this is an interesting experiment just to examine the risks. You've got it for a month. The obvious risk is it doesn't go well and we lose $5,000. You're hoping that we'll sell lots and we'll make at least that. But like, what other risks do you see? Are there any other risks? Well, um, I think that definitely takes away the bigger risk. If I could just go back to your point about people going all in. So as I've touted many times on your podcast or a couple at least, basically the, uh, <laughs> the Facebook groups, if you have not joined a Facebook group in the niche that you're pursuing, please, I beg of you, go and join the Facebook groups and start asking the questions on there. So I was already a part of some restaurant owners groups, but not specifically food truck. So I looked and lo and behold, there's about three or four major ones that have 10, even up to 20,000 members. And so I joined that one a couple of weeks ago and just kind of watching the posts that people put on there. And about half of them, it seems, are people posting their nice brand new rig. They're saying, finally, my dream has happened. I had, you know. And then sadly, you know, I just know I look through the comments and you can tell that they probably mortgaged their home or, you know, went and talked to a lender or whatever, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, if only they had found the uh, Rebel Entrepreneur podcast. (laughs) So I've actually gotten on some of the comments where I see other people like, oh, where'd you buy that? How'd you do this? And then I just put hey, I uh, actually was able to find a trailer for rent and the guy's letting me do this and that. And uh, by the way, uh, look up Rebel Entrepreneur Podcast. <laughs> so. Keith, thank you for spreading the good word of starting without debt. If we can save anyone from mortgaging their house against their dream, I would love that. Yeah. So this is great. 
what other risks are there? So we've got the rent. We're going lower risk as we can. Like, do you have to have certificates for the food hygiene? Are there risks with the the local government? Like, where are the risks? Uh, yes, and yes, that's a great question. So, yes, definitely the first and foremost, like you said, the health department, they've got a permit they make you get. So it's fairly cheap. I think uh, it's just a couple hundred dollars maybe at most per year in most places. Uh, but, yeah, that basically just says that you're approved to sell food, you know, out of that facility that you meet all the requirements. So mm-hmm. that. Unfortunately, with everything that's been going on with, uh, you know, being pulled many different ways with the army and everything, I am still working on that. So I'll get back to that. And then, yes, with the city, you are as well supposed to have something basically saying that you found a business owner that's willing to let you set up on their property and that, you know, you're only going to operate on the hours that they're open and this and that. So definitely those were two things that came up that I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind, it was probably, you know, I definitely needed those, but it started really to hit me that I just basically locked myself in at least, you know, for five grand. I said, Oh man, I've got basically a month, less than a month to go in now and get all these certificates. So I guess the risk is I don't get those in time. And here I am with a trailer that I paid five grand to use for a month and don't really get a chance to use it. But it's kind of a catch 22 because you can't have them come inspect something that you don't own or don't have the right to use. You don't so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's not, it's not like I okay. was procrastinating it per se, but yeah, you definitely got to work within the rules. So I'll get to more of the story later. I'll, I'll tell you after we're done with this part, basically, I've got some insider information from some uh, other food vendors that uh, basically everything's going to be okay. So. <laughs> okay, so you've got a bit of confidence. So the date now is the 4th of May, the auspicious Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Thank How you. long have you got until you take the trailer into custody? You know, I somehow knew that I was going to get a May the 4th be with you from you. I was, I was like, I better get that from Alan. It's going to make my day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that uh, basically it's for the whole month of May. I picked up the trailer just a few days before beginning of the month. And he said, yeah, let's just, you know, we won't count those days. And you just uh, go through with the full month of May. So, yeah, essentially June 1st, you know, uh, when I would have to make the decision by. So. Okay, so you're actually in the month test right now. Correct. So we're five days into the test. Exactly. Yep. So not exactly great timing with the training that I'm in, but you know, you kind of have to jump on opportunities as they come up. And so I knew it was a risk being a little occupied right now with uh, some other things, but I knew it was going to take a little bit of time to get some of those permits and things in place. So I wasn't too concerned about that. But yeah, basically, I should be able to get everything set up and in order by to get at least a couple weekends, good weekends out of it by the end of the month. So, Okay, so you're expecting a couple of good weekends. So we're on right now, the first weekend is 8th and 9th. We've got the 15th, 16th, 22nd, 23rd and 29th, 30th. So there are four weekends available to you coming up in May and you think you'll get the last two you'll be able to get in. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So we need to get the permit within the next two weeks so that you can be set up, ready to go. 
I guess you'll probably start on the Friday night, will you, on the 21st or? I was thinking, yeah, Friday's good because, you you know, more business. But I think if I end up hiring someone to help me out, you know, it might be good to have a little bit of a slower a day. To ju- yeah, exactly. So I would probably plan to open on that Thursday. Okay. So what have you got to put in place? We've basically got two weeks and two days. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the pressure, Keith. I don't know about you, but we've got two weeks and two days. What do you need to put in place ready for that first day? Yes, I will tell you, I'm going to get a little bit of anxiety, but you know, that's that's what keeps you going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, going back to what I was saying about my insider information. So um, I made a post, perhaps you saw it on my taco page, and then also in the local Facebook group that has, you know, 20, 30,000 members for the, the town that I'm in here. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm a new food truck in the town. I'm hoping to open very soon. I didn't give specific dates. I said, excited to share my food with you yada yada and it was pretty cool within you know just a couple days there were dozens of comments about 400 likes and then i tagged my own page on the uh local facebook page i said hey you know please follow my my taco page here if you want updates and within that that first three four days i actually increased my followers on my taco page by about 300 new followers right here from our local town. So wow. um, they, were, they were already getting excited about it. People were looking at the pictures and saying, you know, I need that now. And, um, you know, <laughs> another cool point, um, when I moved over here, I reached out to the people in the restaurant groups. I said, hey, what do you think I should do with my old Facebook page? Should I keep it and transition it to my new location? Should I make a new one for my new location? Should I make it more into like a main page and have a if I open more locations later have one for each or whatever and you know it was kind of a mixed bag but I said you know what I think I'm gonna keep it and if my followers want to unfollow me from Ohio that's on them you know but some people said well it might actually be good they could validate your product for all of your new followers and so sure enough uh, when I made the post on my own taco page there were people from Ohio saying, we miss you, wish you were here, we talk about you all the time, we love your food. <laughs> and so then you have the new followers saying, oh, hey, wow, this must be something. So yeah, that was about, I think went about as well as it could have gone. And I'll probably do, you know, some more posts between now and then to uh, get a little more excitement in the community. I think that's fantastic. I love that. And that's called social proof, Keith. There is social proof from other human beings (laughs) that you make a good taco. That is going to go a long way. And when we actually open up the food truck, one of the things that I would highly recommend is if you can get the first few customers of the night to post that they are eating your food and like put the location on their post and share. I don't know what you have to do, but like, Maybe you can say to them they get extra salsa, extra this, if they post on social media about it. If you can get that going, you'll create social proof. You create more momentum. People hear about you. I mean, the more we need to tell everyone. We've got two weeks and two days. You've got to prepare the truck, get the food, and tell the whole world. Exactly. So on that same point, um, this was another cool thing that happened. So I may have mentioned back in one of my first episodes with you when I was doing the festivals how 
the festival vendors, they're kind of a really tight knit community. And I came in thinking it was going to be cutthroat and they'd be like, who's this new guy? What's he think he's doing showing up at our festival? <laughs> and turns out they're very helpful. They basically treat you like family. Hey, you need to borrow a hose. You need an extension cord. Oh, let me help you, you know, hook up your trailer, whatever. And so um, I was wondering if that would carry over into the food truck scene, you know, out on the streets. And uh, turns out it, it definitely does. I got reached out to by, I think, two or even three trailers or trucks that operate right here in our local town. And one of them said, hey, I'm actually operating over at this store if you want to swing by today and chat. And I was like, well, definitely, you know, so I go over there and the husband's in the trailer cooking the food, the wife's outside taking the order. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not bothering you. And this guy was just whipping up the food, not a care in the world, you know, chatting it up with me for about 30 minutes and, you know, told me how they got started, gave me some recommendations, found out from him that, you know, there may be some gray area, some wiggle room, you know, in at least getting off the ground, you know, he basically said, don't let anything stop you now. Just get out there. Everything will resolve itself. So yeah, I got, he told me kind of some actual numbers from his truck from when he first got started. He said literally his first day opening, he did five grand in gross sales. So <laughs> he was kind of blown away. And he actually has now since dialed back his trailer a little bit. And basically he buys a certain amount of food and he posts on his page and says, Hey, I'm opening at this time, come before it's gone. And when it's gone, he just closes up and calls it a day. So uh, just to kind of control the uh, amount of uh, interest. So yeah, it sounds like around here, there's definitely a loyal following of food truck, you know, aficionados. And so who knows, maybe I'll be getting too much business where I'm uh, having to throttle it back a little bit, but that'd be a good problem to have, I think. That is definitely a good problem to have. Let's pray for that problem. That's one yes. of those things where you go, if I could choose my problem, it would be too much business. That's yeah. a fabulous problem to have, and we can definitely come to that. So run me through the list. What do you need to do in the next two weeks to get ready? Like run me through, what do you actually need to do? What are the steps? What do you see the biggest challenges are? What are the steps? Run me straight through the list. Yep. So um, at the top, I would say would be getting that health department uh, license or at least uh, fill out the application and turn it in and get on their radar. And it sounds like, you know, even that could be enough to get started. And then if they due to COVID and everything, if it's a little slow, uh, at least they know that you're in the process and everything. Then the other one talking to the city, turning in the uh, their application. It's basically a zoning application saying that you're authorized to have a mobile business in the, the city limits. Uh, another one would be just confirming I have all the equipment that I need. I obviously had enough when I was doing my, my food tent. So I just kind of, I've moved 2,000 miles away since then. So I just need to kind of do an inventory, <laughs> make sure I have uh, everything that I need. For example, I never had to use a generator because in my other location at the festivals, for example, you know, I had propane gas that I used for the cooking equipment and for the refrigeration. All the festivals have basically some electrical hookups. So now I'm going to be out in the middle of a parking lot, you know, without that um, advantage. So I'm going to have to have a generator. But uh, you'll like this one, Alan. I know you're a big fan of uh, 
getting stuff for free. And, you know, in your episode about that, you say borrowing. So I put in a, a post to my family, you know, saying what was going on. And my brother said, do you happen to need a generator? I've got one over here that I'm not using that you can use. <laughs> so that's, uh, it's still something I need to take care of, but not something that's going to set me back. So for now. I love that. Because for the month, we can borrow the generator for the experiment. And if the experiment doesn't go forward, we can hand the generator back. That is brilliant, Keith, because otherwise, I don't know what a generator costs, but it must cost a few thousand for a proper one. Yeah, that's the thing. I was, oh man, I was so tempted. I was getting on the websites, looking at them. Oh, look at this beautiful thing. This could power, you know, half the city. <laughs> and then you just got to <laughs> dial it back and you're like, no, no, this is still an experiment. We're not going all in yet. And then, you know, so yes, it was, uh, even the off-brand ones, you know, can cost it a grand or two and then the name brand ones you know can cost four or five grand you know depending on the size and all that so yeah i definitely have to keep reminding myself to think simple and just do the experiment and then you know grow from there i love that attitude because it, it that's the way to start is borrow everything for the first version if it goes well and we make profit then we can buy this stuff from profit and Maybe month two, we earn enough for the extra kitchen equipment. Month three, we earn enough for the generator and we'll just buy our way into it. And I always, I keep repeating this to people and I know you get this, Keith, but this is for everyone listening. Like build a business from profit. Don't build it from debt. Like build from profit. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. So health department license, zoning application, confirm the equipment, we've got the generator lined up. Do you have food suppliers? Do you have like, what else do we need? So definitely for the long run, I would want to set up some type of relationship uh, with the food supplier. Um, with it just being, you know, a couple of weekends at the beginning there, it's not so important. I can basically just go to the grocery store if I want. Obviously, it's going to cost a little more. But you know, just to take some stress off of, oh, I got to contact all these suppliers and set up an account and this and that, meet with them. Um, you know, for now, I'll probably just plan to go retail and, you know, work up from there once I get a little more established. Okay. So you'll go, will you go to one of the sort of slightly bigger places like a Costco or something, or is it just literally go down the local supermarket? Uh, you know, probably to start out, I'll probably literally just go down to the local grocery store here because otherwise I've got to drive, you know, but like I said, we're a little island uh, town in the desert, uh, you could say. And so we've got to drive, you know, 30, 45 minutes to get to something bigger. So I think for now, I'll just stick with what we got here in town. And, you know, that's actually, believe it or not, what that other vendor said he still does, you know, to this day. He says he makes occasional trips oh, wow. to like a restaurant supply store. But, you know, there's the time savings of not having to drive the extra hour round trip, you know, to get those supplies. Cool. So that takes some pressure off the mini experiment. That makes it a little bit easier to get going. What about promotion for the opening? You've obviously started on Facebook, which I am so proud of you for doing that. Like, I wish, <laughs> I wish everyone listening to this podcast would just put some posts out, start talking about it and start doing it. Yeah. Like, that's phenomenal. How do you see promotion going over the next, you've got two weeks. What are you going to do? How are you going to build it up? How are you going to generate interest so that when you open, you have customers knowing you're there and coming for you rather than mm -hmm. just hoping and praying they'll turn up? Yes, that's a great question. 
So let me start with the Facebook. So um, lucky for me, uh, while I was away living in Ohio, when I left, I had one brother living in this town and he had pulled us over and, you know, we were actually next door neighbors for a bit. And then we moved away. In the meantime, my parents moved here. Uh, two more sisters moved here. So we've kind of taken over the town. We all live in different <laughs> neighborhoods. <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of contacts, you know, from church and from activities. And so they all said, we're on board. You know, you just tell us when and what we got to say. We'll post it and, you know, in our sphere of influence. And, you know, so that alone, you know, will give a nice Heck, just my family's big enough. They'd probably keep me busy for the whole night. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're going to start with family and friends and ask them to share the word. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic base. You've got them lined up, which I'm really proud of. What are you going to give them to share? Will it be a specific post? Will you send them a picture and some text? Because to get people to do this stuff, you have to make it easy for them. And the easier you make it for them to share your business and promote you, the more they'll do it. So what are you going to provide them? So I think when I did my pop-up events over in Ohio, what I did was I created a Facebook event. And uh, that's nice because you get like one good picture, I think, that you can put, um, you know, that people see right off the bat. You can give it a title. I think I called it like, taco extravaganzas, you know, something like that, something just kind of catch their <laughs> attention. So basically, the nice thing about that is you can actually check the event page and it'll tell you, you know, how many people have checked that they're going, how many have said maybe, you know, interested, um, not going. So that gives you some feedback even before the event to kind of get an idea. And um, I'll have to go back and look at the numbers on those events. But I remember it was kind of nice. I started being able to sort of predict okay, if this many people say they're coming on Facebook, I could actually compare that to my sales from my point of sale system. And there seemed to be like a direct correlation, even if it wasn't one for one. And so definitely I plan to do that. And that could be something that family and friends could easily share and that I could track to get some sort of idea in advance. Definitely. And you can actually invite people directly towards that. You can share the event, you can yeah, the more people you can get to share with that, I think is a brilliant idea, especially for a pop-up event like yours. Mm -hmm. If you set it up for the first weekend or whatever it is, we're going to be here this time, this thing. I think that's a fantastic idea. Cool. So we've got Facebook event, friends and family sharing, promoting on Facebook. I assume you're going to do your normal trick of going into the local groups uh, and sharing the truck and the information in the local groups. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, that was a, a huge thing over in Ohio. I didn't even notice this at first or know how to really analyze all of the data on the Facebook page. But I found out, you know, eventually digging into it that some of my posts were getting shared 20 and 30 times just by, you know, people from those groups. And you times that by however many friends they have. And, you know, some of my posts were getting several thousand views, you know, some of the videos and things. So yeah, I definitely plan to do that. I would say the best one for last, in my opinion, one of the best. So the gentleman that invited me to come check out his food truck, um, they're talking with him and he says, yeah, you know, I heard you were looking for a place to set up. You know, I'd mentioned it in my post and he said, if you want, you can just come right here across from me, you know, and he just points over to, you know, maybe 50 <laughs> feet away. And I said, wait, you mean like bring my trailer and literally set it up right there and sell my food right there? He's like, yeah, why, why not? you're not going to take business from me. He's like, I sell out every time, you know? And he says, um, 
actually by having two <laughs> trucks here. <laughs> yeah, he says, but actually by having two trucks here, it draws more people because they turn their heads and say, oh, there must be something going on over there. Let's go check it out. So he was a really nice guy. He said, you know, no one gave me a leg up, hand up, whatever. You know, when I got started, he said, I got no problem helping people out. It was kind of like a rising tide lifts all boats kind of attitude. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, we're all in this together. Let's help each other out. And so that's probably going to be the biggest help to me. He's already got his line of people. And, you know, mom might want some barbecue from him. Dad might want a taco from me. I love that. And that is one of the most mature business attitudes I have heard, Keith. Because so many times business owners are scared. They're scared of... Like, if another truck comes, I'm going to lose all my business. Or what if they take my business? And like, one of the things I've learned over the years is there is a lot of business for everyone. It is very rarely that just because someone else buys means you lose. That just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, when you're in town and there's all the car dealerships, they're all on the same street in every town, aren't they? That's true. They put all the car dealerships together. And that's because if you come in to look at one car, you'll probably look at more than one car. You'll look at other cars. And it's really interesting if there's two trucks together, like that will start to bring more of a crowd. You'll start to get known for the location. And that particular saying of a rising tide lifts all boats, I'm a big fan of that one. If if I can be more successful and it helps you to be more successful and then that helps me be more successful, like let's grow together and help each exactly. other. I absolutely love that it's one of the most mature business attitudes i have heard in a long time um you're pretty good at making friends aren't you keith you just seem to go and say hello to people which i love yeah it you know it was the guy's pretty easy going pretty easy to make friends with but yeah i mean uh i definitely like talking to people like i said before going in and appearing out of nowhere asking you know someone to let me use them as a commissary or things like that. Those are definitely still intimidating. But yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, just put a smile on your face and just treat them like people. Like he said, he knows what it's like being new. And so he was willing to to help me out. But the uh, other thing I was going to mention, for those that are thinking, oh, you know, what if they're going to take my business away? If you think about the biggest events, like the festivals I was doing, like the state fair, for example, People go to the state fair because it's big, because there's so many vendors, because there's so much going on. So it's like, hey, instead of worrying about how many people I can get to my tent or my trailer, how about we go to the places that are drawing the most people? And, you know, that's what's going to guarantee the business. And by providing the best product, that's what's going to draw people in, not specifically, you know, oh, I'm going to go over here because this guy or, you know, whatever So. So changing tax slightly, because it's always worth thinking about what we need to do. What do you see are the biggest challenges facing you? Uh, you mean coming up for the, the event? Yes. Mm, that is a great question. I would say just getting everything in order, you know, not stressing out and just like uh, hitting the breaking point where I'm like, it's too much. And just trying to keep my head cool. I would say it's more at this point, a mental and emotional game than, than anything else. You know, all that other stuff can be resolved, you know, with time and that sort of thing. So I'd say, honestly, my main focus is going to be on, on my own mental health and stability. And, you know, if I can keep my cool, I think I'm, I'm going to 
I have no problem, you know, getting it off the ground. At first, my fear was kind of getting people there. But after talking with that other vendor and seeing that there's just so much interest in the community for the these food trucks due to kind of a lack of other options in the area, you know, that kind of gave me some peace in that <laughs> aspect. So now I think I'm almost more worried about getting slammed and people saying, oh, I had to wait in line for two hours, you know? And so, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, that's the dream. That's the dream. And I think we need to confidently push towards that dream. I think the key is to make sure we do the groundwork, because if you do all the groundwork, you get the license, the permits, and then we do the really critical work of the promotion, getting the word out, telling people you're there. Like then we've done everything we can. So like, how are you going to manage your time over the next two weeks, given the fact you've got military training, a full-time job and seven, possibly eight kids? <laughs> that is a great, great question. Yes. So uh, <laughs> basically I'm going to take it one bite at a time. So um, I'm going to start with the permit and I'm going to fill that out, send it in, check maybe just try to do one important thing a day. So, you know, probably starting tomorrow, I'll work on that. And then that'll be out of my hair. I'll move on to the next one. And uh, I need to sit down right now. It's just all up here. You know, it's good talking it over with you and kind of getting it more uh, step by step. But I basically really need to sit down and just write it all out. I hate schedules. I hate being tied to a schedule. But, uh, you know, I've learned how important it is. And so, uh, I need to just sit down and write something out. And even if it's a loose one and just kind of go from there. I think that's really critical. It's really important. Just you're talking about focusing on your mental and emotional game, your mental health and not stressing out. One of the most important tools that you can have to do that is do not keep it in your head. Yeah, that's a great point. If you keeping everything you need to do in your head that's when you get overwhelmed. If it's in a very clear list that you've taken it out of your head, written it down and taken the time to go through each one and go, okay, this one, my next action is fill out form. Then it's send off the form and just very clearly stepped out. That's something you can work through. Even when you get home from work, you've dealt with the kids You've looked after your wife, you've had a nice chat, then you've got like maybe a few minutes before bed, maybe you can tick one thing off. The only way you get to do that when you've got no energy at the end of the day is if you've already thought through what you've got to do. Otherwise, you just don't have the energy to think at that time of night. It just doesn't happen. That's a great point. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, like I said, getting it out of your head because that's in the end, what's causing the stress is because you've got so many ideas just buzzing around. And so when you can tell yourself, hey, I don't need to focus on that. I've already put it on paper. I'm good. And yeah, one thing I do do, uh, like I said, I'm not usually a very organized person, but I've kind of learned my weaknesses and try to <laughs> adapt to them. And so I do use um, the Google Keep app for everything. And any idea I have, I put it on there. I've got all kinds of lists here. One of them's uh, redheaded step wow. taco ideas. I've got business ideas. I've got product ideas and shopping lists, of course, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I just need to make a new one right here for, actually, I probably already have some of the things listed on here. I just need to put dates on them and, you know, timelines so I can make sure they're getting done with that new time frame. I love that. Yes. 
use the app, set up a new list for what do I need to do in preparation for the launch date uh, in two weeks' time. And then we just need to consistently work through that list every day to make sure that we get there. And I think you're exactly right. Like the biggest critical item is the health department license. That is the application that we have to get in. That's the single point of failure that we need to deal with first. And then we can get the zoning application and then we can start to figure out down the list. You know me, I always love promotion and sales because I think without (laughs) sales and promotion, you don't have a business. But we need the, we do need the license. Like that's the time crunch item. Yeah. And it's funny. Um, we were talking about, uh, the gentleman that I spoke to at the trailer, you mentioned, you know, how, uh, it seemed like I was able to make friends easily. And this gentleman is kind of the same way. And he said, it's all about the, uh, you know, the relationships. Um, it is important to develop those relationships so that, you know, you're, it's not like, oh, they're the bad guy coming in. They're going to shut me down. It's, Hey, we're here to help you. I'm here to comply with your rules. You know, I've only got two weeks. I really want to get out on the street. You know, can I get started? You know, while you're processing the application, you know, I can have that app, um, that conversation in advance. So it's not, you know, maybe that could take some of the stress of it as well. Of Oh, they're not going to get back to me in time kind of a thing. Yes, be as proactive as you can. I think you're exactly right. Like make the friends, speak to the departments. And I guess it depends on the size of the city as well. Because I guess if you were in LA, it would be a different game. They're probably... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas being in a slightly smaller area, you can make friends with the people, you can connect, you can show you're doing the right things. And actually, it doesn't really matter where you are. It's really important just to connect and make friends. So I think that's such an important thing. And especially for this, like proactively reach out, Keith, like... <laughs> Otherwise, it just won't move the way we want it to move. Yeah. And, you know, I actually uh, luckily have a contact already for at least one of the inspectors for the county. Um, Back when I had some questions and I was actually considering building my own trailer from scratch and just saying, you know, what are the minimum, minimum requirements? You know, can I just throw some equipment on a flatbed and call it a food trailer, you know, or what? And so I'd, uh, I'd called the department and it took multiple calls. You know, they're only open certain hours. They put you on hold. You got to transfer you to this person, that person. Finally, they said, you know what, let's transfer you over to uh, one of the actual inspectors. And I said, thank you. And then I talked to her. She was really nice. She answered my questions. And then I said, man, if I could just get her direct contact info so I don't have to go through all these hoops. And so I asked her some more things. She goes, you know what? It'd be easier if I just emailed you some of this information. And I said, yes, again. So I've got her direct email. I can send it to her. I'm talking to an actual person that I've connected with before. And I can say, hey, here's the situation I'm in. You know, here's my application. You know, please help me out as much as you can. (laughs) yes i love that so i think that's the primary task for tomorrow is get that application and that email off first thing that's definitely the way forwards so keith what else can we do to help you how else can we help you make this a success what else needs to be in place to get us to the place we want to be that is a great question i would say being a sounding board like you are right now you know, just helping me get the ideas out of my head, like you said, and like the positive energy as always, but maybe following up, um, you know, even if it's not a podcast episode, just send me a quick message. Hey, 
how's that going? Did you do that yet? You know, uh, it's easy to, <laughs> easy to forget. I'll try to put some reminders, you know, in here, but um, yeah, definitely having an accountability partner is key, especially for people like me who've got their mind racing a million miles an hour most of the time. So Okay, so let's do that. We will put a date in the diary after we finish the episode, Keith, for say a week's time so that we can have a check-in, find out how you're doing and find out if you're going. And then we'll put a second date in for after your first weekend to review how it went. And I'm sure I want to come on the journey with you and everyone listening will want to come on the journey (laughs) with you and find out how this mini experiment goes. If we lose money, if we make a profit, if we're successful, if we have happy customers Uh and we can work this all out together. So I think your homework from today, well, I was about to give you homework, Keith. I think you should tell me what you're going to do. I think that's definitely the way around. Tell me what you're going to do based on our chat today. That is great. Yes, I am going to make a list or modify at least the one I have, add to it, whatever I need to do with some specific dates uh, when I plan to accomplish each task. And then I'm going to basically just go through those one at a time, knock out at least, you know, one in each period or day that I'm working on it and just take a little bit at a time, track my progress and hopefully have something to report uh, the next time we chat. I love that. Excellent. So you're going to knock, you make the list, knock out one task a day and specifically tomorrow it's getting the permit in. So we'll get the permit application in tomorrow. Is that correct? Exactly. Yep. Cool. One other thought for you, something you could do that's a fairly small thing, but actually quite exciting is just after you've done the permit, take a photo of you with the application, just smiling and then post it on Facebook saying application in for my permit, taco trucks coming soon. And if you each day post a photo to your Facebook page of what you have done, it's almost like we're using the people who are on your Facebook page <laughs> as an accountability. Like just show them you're doing one thing a day, moving yeah. it towards the event. And I think they will be engaged. They will be excited. And it's a nice, easy way to do gentle marketing every day. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like that because several uh, people commented on my previous post. Let me know, you know, when you're opening, when's the date? Where are you? You know, and I just commented, oh, please follow our page for updates, you know. So, yeah, I really like that. I think it would definitely get people excited. And, you know, if I post it in my page and then share it in the city page, then I could draw in some new followers that way, you know, not everybody sees every post. And, you know, who knows, maybe Facebook's algorithm will look kindly on me when they see that it's getting a lot of interaction. So That's fantastic. Yes. So please tag me in that post tomorrow, Keith, so that I know we're making progress and I will check in with you as well. Oh, man. Now you're you're really holding my feet to the fire now. I'm not getting out of this one. <laughs> you asked for an accountability partner and the strange British man has shown up to help with that. Uh, I like that. So let's do that. Let's share that. Let's start building it. And I think that's an easy way to start building the customers, getting going. And it also makes it fun for you. Like, look, I've done my one task for the day. I'm moving it forwards. It builds excitement. Like, I think it's good to actually share the journey because the customers, like they're rooting for you. Yeah, and I think that could actually help with the mental health side because they say when you, um, when you put something out there like that, an idea or whatever, and it gets positive feedback, 
it actually, you know, gives you those brain chemicals, those boosts that makes you happy, feel good. And then you're like, hey, I like that. So, you know, that could have a, a double effect. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me, just so uh, everyone who's listening knows, what city are you in? What state are you in? And how can people find you on Facebook? Yep. So uh, we are in the, the Phoenix metro area. And we're in the city of Maricopa, not to be confused with the county of Maricopa. And it's basically southwest uh, of the main Phoenix area, about 20 minutes outside of Chandler for anybody that's familiar with the area. And you can find our page by Googling or searching in Facebook, Redheaded Step Taco. And you can like and follow us there. And uh, like I said, I'll be posting all the updates and the specifics as we go along. I love that, Keith. This is excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I cannot wait to hear the next one and hear how preparations are going for <laughs> launch in two weeks. This is getting super exciting. If you're listening to this, then please check out Keith's page, give him a like, help share the message. If you know anyone in that area of Phoenix, send them towards the red-headed step taco, get them to try it. I just wish I was there. If I can make it into town whilst you're doing it, I will, but I will come and try one of your tacos soon. Keith, you are a legend. Good luck. I appreciate it, Alan. Yep, exciting stuff. And now uh, you're putting the pressure on. I'm hoping to uh, follow through and uh, make you proud. So. <laughs> it's really interesting coming along on Keith's journey as he explores how to get his restaurant going and open again. And there's a few ideas I wanted to pull out of the episode for you to take away. The first is about minimizing risk. Like Keith has become the master of, can I get it for free? Can I borrow? Can I barter? Can I sell stuff? Can I sell my value before I create it? Which minimizes the risk when starting your business. Like Keith borrowing that generator is a fantastic example of a cost that most people would say, well, I need a generator. That's it. There's no option. I have to go out and buy it. And he was able to find it within his family and borrow it for the mini experiment. It doesn't mean you won't buy it later on. It means you can start, you can run your mini experiment without that risk. Then when you've made some profit, you can buy the generator later, you can buy the item later. So for all of you, how can you get to the next level? by borrowing, by bartering, by getting free stuff to help you minimize that risk. The second thing, I think Keith has started very well by getting straight on Facebook and promoting his stand, his trailer, his truck. And this is the thing people forget to do. They wait until everything is ready before they promote. That's crazy. Start building up attention, promotion, excitement before you even start. Because the worst thing you can do is like, if Keith got the license, if he got everything ready, and then he took that trailer out there and just sat on the corner, hoping that customers would turn up. If he started promotion on the day that he got his trailer out there, that's crazy. And this is something that every entrepreneur fights me with. And you know, Alan, I don't want to start promotion until it's ready. What if it doesn't work? Well, you tell people it's part of the journey like I didn't get this this happened and I tried my hardest and I'll be back at it and we're coming back and you talk to people you talk to people so if you've got your business promote daily start early get the information out there and get people excited 
that's how you build a business. And the final piece I did want to say was the balance between giving yourself time and just getting it done. Like, I didn't want to actually say this to Keith on the episode because he'd already done it. But he only gave himself, like, from the time he signed the deal for the trailer to starting was a couple of weeks, and he had military training. He didn't give himself very much time to get the health department certificate. He didn't give himself very much time to get set up. Like, I would have wanted him to give himself a month to get those things set up and to ask for that month. But he said the deal was there and he just had to take it. And it was quite interesting But he went off after the podcast and he actually messaged me straight afterwards. He was talking to his mum and he said, I've been talking to some wise people. uh, So shout out to Keith's wise mum. And his mum had said, why don't you ask if you can put the time back a month? Because you're just not ready yet. You need the certificate. So he's gone away to ask the trailer owner if he can put it back a month before he starts. And that's actually really smart because there is a balance between being completely ready and having all your ducks in a row, which will never happen, and not being ready at all and just diving in. And I think it's got to be somewhere in the middle where you've at least got the key items ready, you've started promotion, you've got out there before you do it. Especially if you're applying for licenses or dealing with local government, council, city boards, like it's really important to give yourself a bit of time. So it's that balance between the two that is so important. You do want to have a little bit of pressure. You do want to get out there, but you don't want to have so much that you're setting yourself up to fail. And Keith is a master at taking action. I mean, there is a man who just makes things happen. And if there was one thing I wanted you to take away from tonight's episode, it is that. Like, it makes me a bit nervous, but everything you want is outside your comfort zone. So if you're a little bit nervous, you're probably on the right track. So take action, make things happen. That is how you build the business of your dreams. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or send me a message. I would love to know. But really what I want is for you to go take action and build the business of your dreams. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.